Hi, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Carla and Crappy show. We don't care. There's not a week number, none of that stuff. Um, it's it's just it's it's Carla. Hi. And it's crappy. And it's a, a glass of beer for each of us. And a glass of beer for each of us. Um, which is a, a new thing for Carla. Um, a new old <laughs> new old thing for Carla. New old thing, yes. And uh the uh the big boy bowl games that we have left to talk about. Um, this is this is the uh, the penultimate edition of the Carla Crappy Show for this season. Um, we we discuss the uh, New York Six games to include, of course, uh, the two that serve as the national national semifinals. And Carlos, as I was kind of getting this stuff ready, it mm-hmm. struck me that um, all of a sudden we're we're like right in the middle of the 2020 football season in terms of uh, I have no idea because yeah. Um, it's it, this this kind of speaks to how different um the the omicron strain is yeah yeah we had so few uh covid problems during the regular season um and and, and you know everyone learned how to deal with it and then suddenly the rules are completely different with this new thing um and 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 wow um i did not hear if the if tonight's holiday bowl actually did get canceled did, it, it did. Yeah. We're okay. recording this on Tuesday, the 28th. Um, and yeah, the holiday bowl was canceled like four hours before kickoff um, due to uh, UCLA not being able to field a, a team safely is what I've read. Um, yeah. They didn't have enough line players um, mm-hmm. to play on the defensive line. Yeah, so, so they so had what? to, he, well, somebody said, why don't you just make all of your offensive linemen, your backup offensive linemen play defense. They probably did that in high school anyway, which uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Um, but I get it, the safety of players and, and whatnot, but mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. that's now like the fourth or fifth bowl game that has been canceled. They've managed to save a couple. Um, they saved the Tony, the tiger sun bowl, at least for the moment has been saved. Uh, Aiden. Um, and I, I wanted to, to make sure uh, that we mentioned Aiden, that he was, he was excited about that game. Um, he is apparently concerned that, um, about he, he, the, the, well, losing his undefeated record, number one. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and his mother is trying to explain to him that, that it's really not a big deal. <laughs> but uh, and I don't know. We, we will. I will. I I, I promised. Uh, I promised Kelly. Um, and I will promise on the show now that I will to Aiden. Just as, as an aside, I will go back and I will tally all of the picks we made during Bolapalooza. Um, and uh, this isn't something we usually do, but Aiden, because you were you were curious about it, um, I will make sure we we figure out. Uh, who, who won, I guess. Overall, can, I think we're win? all doing, I, I don't know. Can you win Bolapalooza? Um, I, that's, that's, that's the, the broader question here. Can, does one I, really win Bolapalooza? We're all winners <laughs> because bowl season is awesome. Um, yeah, even if this cool. year it's totally stupid. Um, <sighs> but no, I think we're all doing overall better than usual. Okay. Based on like what I can remember. Um, you're right. Uh, you know, we, we, I think the couple games we were split 50, 50 on our picks, but, um, but I think overall as a whole, our picks were better than usual, okay. which is interesting considering how much of a wreck this bowl season has become. Well, um, and, and, and so I'm not sure, uh, this is, this is pertinent because I'm not like, how do you count the sun bowl, the sun bowl, because we picked the game, but we picked it with different teams. Right. So, uh, I don't, it's a I win for everybody. I, I am, I am tempted just the, the fact that the bowl game is being played feels like a win to everybody for, for everybody, unless it's like the 2008 sun bowl. And then we're all losers because <laughs> um, that stuff like that should never, ever, ever happen again. Um, but to go, to go back uh, to, to the, the, the COVID thing, the Omicron thing, I, it, it's so far, um, it's like back to our standard 2020 disclaimer. So far, all our games are still on the schedule. Right. Um, it's starting in a couple of days. But I, I mean, I have to think it's just sort of the odds and how quickly this stuff is spreading. Um, one of the one of these games, there's going to be a problem. I mean, I, I, I feel like that that almost has to be right. Well, yeah, I, yes. And it, and it makes me wonder, um, based on stuff that I was reading today, um, if there's concern about the sugar bowl okay. um, with Baylor and Ole Miss, uh, just from what I was reading from the local papers, um, 
just the, the tone of the, the way that the reports were being written, um, that both teams delayed their arrival in new Orleans. Um, they're okay. not arriving until, um, again, we're recording this on Tuesday. They're not, rec- they're not arriving until Wednesday. They were supposed to arrive on Monday, but that was apparently a mutual agreement. Okay. Um, and they're moving all media appearances to virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to minimize, uh, potential opportunities for, you know, Hmm, in, okay. intermingling with other people, which feels like a, a safe thing. Um, but it makes me wonder if there's something going on that nobody's really saying. Um, because that was the only bowl game that I kind of got that feel. Yeah. Um, I, I based on the reports. I had so, heard of, of other bowl games going to, to those extent. Um, I, that's wow. That's, uh, it, it would be, I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked if, if, if there were COVID problems with, with one of the games yeah. that we're going to talk about tonight. Now, the, the, the thing with the national semi semifinal games um, is that the committee has stated, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if you got a forfeit, uh, if you're, if you can't field a team for one of those two games, the, the other team moves on, there's no trying to reschedule or, or anything. It's just, boom, you have forfeited and you are the loser and, um, gosh, sorry, Alabama, you couldn't play, but Cincinnati is going to go to the national title game, which is that's... probably the only way that that's going to happen. But yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but but to be serious, I mean, that's that they that that is something that they were uh, they, they were considering um, when they when they when they brought this up. Is that, is that too harsh? You know, when they made the rule originally and this is how fast things are changing right like they made that rule like less than a week ago and at the time it felt like yeah that seems like the appropriate way because no that's gonna be really tough to reschedule and now with the way that we're seeing it kind of work through camps without really any sort of known like it's just you're right it's a different it's a different animal Mm -hmm. um now it feels a little harsh Mm -hmm. you know my, my opinion on that that has changed in the last probably 72 hours, mm-hmm. um, seeing the, the cases increase and, and just kind of what's going on. Um, you know, I think there should be a, a, a limit. I, I, you know, if, if they were going to go back and revisit that, like, okay, if, if you can't play it on the 31st, you either play on the first or the second and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, you keep it a very narrow window, um, to be able to try to field a team to play. Um, I would think that would be, could be a potential compromise, but at the same time now, I, I get the scheduling issues. I get all those things. And the longer you delay a game, the more that you potentially run the risk of the next game getting postponed or canceled yeah. um, because of the same reason. So, so I totally understand the logic, um, but it might feel a little harsh now. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, uh, I, I'm, I am struck uh, every single day because, because I hear of more and more people who, who I know yeah. um, and they are, they are fully vaxxed and they are boosted and they are, they are careful. They are conscientious about uh, exposing themselves. And, you know, I, I can't, I can't count the number of, of friends I had who had COVID over Christmas. Um, so it, it it is, it, it's, it is a bizarre thing. And and as you said there, it's not, um, it's tough to like trace where these exposures comes from because, because it is, it apparently they can be so fleeting. Um, and, and Omicron is, is such a, uh, 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 contagious version in particular. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I have no idea which one, uh, the, the stuff about the sugar bowl is interesting, but I, I really have to think that, um, yeah, maybe not to the degree that they're going to have to call a game off, but, uh, there that's, it's going to come up for one of these games that we're about to talk about, which is, uh, which is too bad because there's a bunch of good ones, huh? Yeah. Um, let's, I mean, let's let's just get to these games here because this is uh this is where the the, the I, I can't say this is where the real fun is. This is maybe where the consequential fun is. Maybe I don't know. AJ would probably dispute that as well. Um, <laughs> but but uh, there are uh, and there are other machinations going on for these games too, which you kind of have to take in consideration. Uh, perhaps most importantly for this game, we start uh, the New Year's Six games on. December 30th, which, okay, we've, we've given up on the whole New Year's Day concept many, many years ago. So, just, yeah. you know, just roll with it here. We start in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl. This is at 7 p.m. on Thursday. 
Uh, your number 12 Pittsburgh Panthers versus your number 10 Michigan State Spartans. Sparty is favored by two and a half, and the AJ Fun Index is it's a fun-ish 56 points. Um, Kenny Pickett, kind of a wild card for this one, huh? Yeah. Um, well, t- <laughs> there's two big wild cards for this one, right? Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker. Yeah. And um, two guys named Kenny, and neither of them are playing. Um which oh my god they killed kenny <laughs> the, the kenny's the kenny's are taking their money in the nfl and running um and I, I i don't blame them like i get it like i get the decision um but yeah that changes the dynamics of this game a whole heck of a lot um and makes it to be perfectly honest it makes it to me a little less appealing to want to sit down and watch it i think you know had had both of them played in this game i think this would have been a really really interesting bowl game um and would have been a lot of fun that's not to say this game won't be fun um because it's a bowl game bowl games tend to be fun but um but it is gonna be it's gonna be a completely different game from what we saw out of either of these two teams during the regular season um losing key components like that just this shifts everything. Um, so there's two big questions that I have here that we don't know the answers to this. Again, you're back to the 2020. We have no idea um, because we've not seen these two teams missing these key players like this all season. Um, so the big thing for Pitt is, can they find a way to exploit the, the, the Sparty secondary? Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've got, they're going to have a new quarterback. Um, Nick Patty is apparently probably going to get the start for, for Pitt. Um and, and we don't know a lot about him. Nope. Um, and so will he be, will he have this, you know, will he be able to, to run that pass offense in a way that can help? Because that's the one weakness in, in, in uh, Sparty's defense is the secondary. They do give up quite a few passing yards. So that's going to be the key to success for them. Can they do it? We have no idea. Um, for, for Sparty, can, can Jordan Simmons make a dent on that pit rush defense? Um, I mean, he's, he's played some and he's a good runner but will he have the same impact of a kenneth walker probably not but will he make enough of an impact we have no idea um so this is i mean this game has so many questions that in and of itself might make it um entertaining um but i'll take the advice here tom fornelli on cbs sports had to (laughs) was the poor man who had to write the preview for this game um and and he had a, a note in there that i that i tend to agree with it's a lot easier to replace a running back than it is to replace a quarterback. I have something similar written in my notes, right, right in here. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think based on that logic alone, and because I'm a big 10 girl um, and again, bowl season, you root for the conference in general. Um, I'm going to say Sparty <clears throat> wins this game. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who knows what's going to happen in this game? It's uh I wonder if I, I, the, the, the two Kennys in this situation, in this, in this instance, are, are not equal. Um, Kenneth Walker's a very, very good running back, uh, and, and uh, he will do very well for himself on Sundays starting next season. Um, but Pitt without Kenny Pickett, I think, is a, that's, that is a whole different team. Um, I'm not sure that it's a top 25 team um, rush defense is, is, is still excellent. Uh, and that will pose some problems for, for Michigan state. But uh, as, as you said, I mean, you, you have running backs are easier to replace than, than franchise quarterbacks. Um, and and yeah. Kenny Pickett was a franchise quarterback. Uh, so I, I think, you know, weighing, weighing those two guys who are sitting out, um, I, I that I think that gives Michigan State the advantage in this game, um, and and sure the Big Ten thing, yeah absolutely I'm uh, uh, but I, I think that's a bigger problem for for Pitt than it is for Michigan State. Uh, so Sparty, I think is going to be the winner in this one. Uh, next up we go to lovely Glendale, Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl. This is at a one p.m. on Saturday, um, which is actually New Year's Day. So. That's a, that's a good thing. We're getting a few of the New Year's Day bowl games on New Year's Day. We always, always appreciate that. This is number nine, Oklahoma State versus number five, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is favored by two and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a not-so-fun 45 points. Um, what do you think about this one? This is an interesting matchup. Mm. Um, 
And and what I like about, well, not necessarily what I like about this one, but what, what intrigues me the most about this one um, is the impact of Marcus Freeman. And it's not very often that you can say that the impact of somebody who's not actually on the field mm-hmm. um, could play mm-hmm. a significant role in this game. But I, I feel like, um, I think we talked about this um, maybe it was in, in the pre-show that we didn't record for, for Bolapalooza on who was the real villain at Notre Dame. Was it Notre Dame itself or was it Brian ah. Kelly? Right. Um, yes. And like, and yes. like now all of a sudden that they've hired Marcus Freeman as their head coach, it feels like everybody's kind of rallying around behind Notre yeah. Dame. Like it's just yes. kind of weird thing. And even I've sensed that in myself mm-hmm. of wanting to see Marcus Freeman succeed as a head coach. And it's just like, wait, I can't root for Notre Dame. Can I? Um, like that goes against every ounce of my being, but like yes. here I am, right? And so you feel like Notre Dame is kind of riding this this momentum wave, and they're a good football team, right? Yeah. Like so, like they they've got some stuff to build on here. Oklahoma State on the other side of the of the ball here, they thought they had a real shot at the playoff. All they had to do was beat Baylor. That's all they had to do was beat Baylor, and they couldn't do it. Now they were missing a key piece. Um, they were missing Jalen Warren in that big 12 title game. Um, and so Baylor was able to, um, force Spencer Sanders who had to essentially run that team himself, um, without having a run game beside him, um, force Spencer Sanders into some silly mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that was how Baylor was able to win the big 12 title game. So Notre Dame has the opportunity here. We've seen what happens if you get, if you get, uh, Spencer Sanders a little bit rattled. Yes. Um, and, and that that's the opportunity to exploit, um, the, the, the Oklahoma state offense. The challenge here is, is that the, the defensive back, the safety who has had the most interceptions for the, for the season for Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton mm-hmm. is not playing because he's sitting out the game to go to the NFL draft. So, right. so it's an interesting piece here. Um, I don't know. I it's 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 a really interesting matchup here. It's a thing that you wouldn't think about. Oklahoma State actually has the higher ranked defense, has the mm-hmm. better defense between these two teams. That's not mm-hmm. something that would ever compute normally. No. Um, so I think the real and they're real stingy against the run. So Notre Dame's gonna really have to rely on the arm of Jack Cohn. And we've seen from his days <laughs> at Wisconsin. From, from his decades, from his decades at Wisconsin. From his decades at Wisconsin, we've yes. Seen how that can go. Yeah. So this is interesting. I this is going to be a close game. I, I really think this is going to be a, a close game. I think these defenses are going to kind of win out a little bit. I, I think the, the fun index is, is, is womp womp right where it should be. Probably. Um, might not be the most entertaining game to watch, but I'm going to give the edge to the Irish. I think I'm skeptical, but I think, I feel like they've got the momentum mm-hmm. and Oklahoma state is kind of like, this is a consolation prize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say Oklahoma, or I'm going to say Notre Dame rides the momentum and they pick up the bowling. Okay. Okay. I, 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 in as you know, the, the previous game, the Peach Bowl, you had the the two kind of uh, marquee players were the the variable because they're they're sitting out here, and and in this game, I think the variable is the coach. Um, I can't get past the reaction that I that I've seen and I've read from from Notre Dame players. Yeah. Uh, about uh, when, when Marcus Freeman was named replacement for Brian Kelly. Um, it, it is clear that this is a guy that they love and they respect and they, they want to play for. Um, the, the on the field stuff, uh, you're, you're correct. It is, it is pretty even. Um, and, if, and if Notre Dame, ha- it comes down to, you know, the Oklahoma State's defense forcing Notre Dame to further the football, um, you know, Jack Cohn's not in the NFL yet for a reason. <laughs> um, so that could be that, that that's, that's an interesting kind of uh, on the field note for this. I think these, I mean, both games are funny things. Um, they are, you know, the, 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 the semifinals aside, these are, these are just, they're kind of games that exist in their own little bubble. And I, and, yeah. um, and I think in this case, the excitement about having a new, not just a new coach, but the new coach that they wanted to have. Um, I'm going to say that's enough to, to, to give Notre Dame the spark to, to win this game. Um, 
I mean, if you take that away, this this is really tough game to pick. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and um, you know, I don't know what what Oklahoma State's doing being a defensive powerhouse in the Big Twelve. Um, uh, that's, it's unacceptable, frankly. Yeah, that whole but, phrase just does not compute. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and this is, uh, Mike, you gotta, Mike Gundy, you gotta change this. This is, this is, um, this cannot stand, but for, um, for, for this game, I, I think Marcus Freeman is the, is the, the key variable here. And, and I think that's enough to give Notre Dame the win. So next up the granddaddy. Of them, I can't do my, my Keith Jackson impersonation. Uh, um, yeah. I know. Rest in peace. Uh-huh. Um, 5 p.m. Saturday in Pasadena, California. Uh, we have the Rose Bowl. Uh, we have number 11, Utah versus number six, Ohio State. Utah is favored by four and a half points. Utah is favored by four and a half points. Um. And if you didn't hear that before, Utah is favored by four and a half points. The AJ Fund Index is 64. I have lots of feelings about this game, but I'm going to let you go first, Carla. I, I knew you would have lots of feelings about this game, so I don't have a lot of notes on this game. Um, in fact, most of my notes of, on this game have nothing to do with the game and have everything to do with all of the atmosphere around okay. the game. Like, okay. like, how cool is it the fact that we've got two teams that wear primarily red in the Rose Bowl? Like, it's yes, going to be the most aesthetically pleasing Rose Bowl that we've seen in a long time. Um, That's a great point. um, And also, have you seen the Utah uniforms for this game? They unveiled them today. They've got a rose on the helmet. It's epic. Um, It's it's really, really sharp. So depending on what unis Ohio State rolls out. That is terrifying, actually. (laughs) Um, It's going to be a beautiful game to watch. You know, Rose Bowl and the Rose parade or like my two things on new year's day right like Mm -hmm. like you have to do both those things like i wake up new year's day and the first thing i do is turn on tv and watch the rose parade Mm -hmm. um and this year we have a tie here in nashville which is super cool um again nothing to do with the game right because i gotta get this in um tennessee state university the hbcu Mm -hmm. um university here in nashville the aristocrat of bands is playing in the rose bowl parade this year on their 75th anniversary they're the only hbcu uh band that is going to be in the rose parade they just left today to go to pasadena so um so that's going to be another reason to watch the rose parade in addition to um all of the other things that are going on with this game proud of tcu that's going to be really or tsu that's going to be really really awesome um to see them out there um in fact i know a bunch of people that are going to pasadena because of it so it's it's a cool thing um okay so the game um here's the here's a very good thing for ohio state um in this game is that when you you had to think for a minute (laughs) i i I told you i made these notes three hours ago and i can't read them okay welcome to life with a newborn i was like what does that say um so one good thing here about about um, that the Ohio State has going for them is the fact that we talked a lot about Ohio State's defense mm-hmm. this year. We're not, you know, for the most part, we're not concerned about the Ohio State offense, but I'll get to that. Um, but it was defensive issues, right? Mm-hmm. The, the primary defensive issues that Ohio State had were in the secondary, yes. and that's not going to be a huge concern against Utah, which is primarily run first. True. That's. That's a good thing for Ohio State here. Um, however, that Utah defense is no joke. All you have to do is ask Oregon about that. Um, right. But they also haven't seen an offense like Ohio State's, but I say that with an asterisk because, again, we've got key people who are not playing in this game. Um, and as you will probably elaborate on here, two of Ohio State's top three receivers are not playing in this game, and Chris sure. Olave and Garrett Wilson. Sure. Um, that changes the dynamic of the Ohio State offense. Mm-hmm. dramatically mm-hmm. um without having because it was the trio of receivers that really kind of made that pass game seem daunting yeah to to opposing defenses and now you're kind of limited in your options in the pass game now that's not to say the pass game's not going to work um it's just going to be different mm-hmm. than what we've seen out of ohio state this year mm-hmm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna go conference here Okay. And pick with my heart and say that Ohio State figures out a way to win this football game because I mm. think that the offensive scheme is going to be so much different than anything that Utah has seen this year. Yep. And I think that's going to cause a problem for them um, because, yeah, they beat Oregon twice on national television. Everyone's like, oh, they beat Oregon. Oregon's offense is not the same thing that we're like, we're, it's no. not the it's not the 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 juggernaut that we're used to from Oregon. That's not their offense anymore. Um 
Ohio State turned into that juggernaut offense as the season went on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that could be the factor in this game. Ohio State also has a lot more experience in playing at at this stage. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. something to be said for that as well. And even if it's not the oh. players on the field, it's the coaching staff and the play and the support systems around them. Mm-hmm. They're used to playing in big time games. Um, so I'm going to say Ohio state, but okay. kind of bite my tongue and cross my fingers. No, dude, I, I, I understand. I understand. Um, look, there, there's no question that Ohio state has more talent of these two teams. Um, and it, and that's even with the departure of, of the guys who have opted out. Um, but the thing is, you could say that was the case against Oregon. You could say right. that was the case against the team that they lost to a few weeks ago. Um, in, in that in that latter game, they played a motivated opponent, really solid on both sides of the ball, uh, d- defensive difference makers. Um, and, and while they were out-talented, they were the more cohesive group. They played... Um, this is they played a team game and they played it like a team and they won. Now, who am I talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm talking about the team that, that, that Ohio state lost to. Um, but am I also talking about Utah as they, as they played, as they faced Oregon twice and thumped them both times. Right. Um, because the, the circumstances are remarkably similar. If Ryan Day has not done the work that he needed to do following that game, um, I, Ohio State could not only lose this game, but could lose pretty big. I mean, the, the, it, it, the, this is an Oregon team that, that can do that. You know, step on your throat um, and beat you to death. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't, a- and I am, I am gingerly picking Ohio State. I think as as you did, because I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, you know, the beginning of November, I thought I thought I I thought I felt like I knew who Ohio State was. I had a pretty solid idea. Um, I don't now. Um, and if Ohio State is more like the team that played in the last regular season game, um, they, they won't win this. It's 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 that it's that simple. Yeah. Um, I will I will I will pick Ohio State because I pick Ohio State. <laughs> I don't think this is as dicey as like me picking Ohio State against Alabama last year, but maybe not too far off. I, I am I am concerned as a fan. Um, but I, I, I think Ohio state will come home with a narrow win, uh, in, in this Rose bowl. Uh, we wrap up our non semifinal games with the sugar bowl, eight forty-five PM on Saturday, January 1st in new Orleans. Um, maybe let's turn the, the Superdome into a bubble and keep everybody safe that way yeah. uh number seven baylor versus number eight Ole miss Ole miss is favored by a point and a half um disappointing aj fun index of 55 points and i'm i'm blaming baylor on that i think but uh go ahead and, and uh, tell us what you think about this one yeah that's that's a, yes i would say baylor is probably the reason for that but the other thing is is i was kind of surprised by this um when i went and looked to kind of compare these two teams everybody talks a lot about you know that Ole Miss is, you know, all offense, all Matt Corral, um, you know. Uh, but if you look at their offensive, yes, they put up pretty decent. I mean, they put up over 500 yards per game of offense. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's good, but and except, you know, exceptional. Um, mm-hmm. But they only put up like 35 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the it's not the the point scoring offensive fun and gun offense that we all kind of think right. that it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that 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 fun index line seems to be right right about spot on because even though they put up and they can run up and down the field, and if you've ever if you've not watched the Kiffin offense of um, the way that they just like rush up to the ball, like it's something to be watched. But apparently, you know, I didn't watch a ton of Ole Miss football this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a problem. 
<laughs> you know, like I love the offensive scheme. I love the way that they're, they're, they're running that offense. But if you're not, if, if you're, if you're putting up 500 yards, but you're not putting up the points, what's the point? Um, and that's going to be real interesting against this Baylor defense, right? Mm-hmm. This Baylor defense that, that, that caused Oklahoma state to, to make mistakes. Yep. Um, at least for the time being Matt Corral and everybody, you know, both teams rosters seem to be in pretty stable condition mm-hmm. um, based on like sitting out for NFL draft purposes. We don't know what's going to happen in regards to any sort of other reasons that people would miss bowl games. Right. Um, but you wonder how much of an impact this delayed arrival makes the, the change in the procedure of the bowl game, how much is that going to impact what's happening on the field? Um, and my big question here is that can, can Baylor um, running back Abram Smith get going? Um, I, I think Baylor needs that run game to get going um, to be able to try to keep up with an Ole Miss offense. You know me, I'm a Midwest football girl. I always tend, not always, I always tend, that's almost like, um, um, almost exactly, which is not a thing. Um, <laughs> I tend to lean on the side of defensive defenses winning games, right? Yes. Um, yes. And in this case, when you look at the, the, the two teams, Baylor's defense is its strength. Mm-hmm. Will it be able to slow down Ole Miss enough to be able to put enough points on the board? I think based on what we've seen on what's happened at the Big 12, I think the answer to that question is yes, especially if Ole Miss isn't actually putting a ton of points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Baylor wins this football game just because. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This I, I, I wrote this stuff down after I kind of went through the thought process of, of like, you know, doing comparisons. And, and, and so I'm just, I'm just going to read this because um, I wrote this out of my notes instead of just kind of doing little, little jot down things. Uh, number one, complaining. What is it with these imposter big 12 teams that play killer defense and can't score? Um, <laughs> because we're going to be talking, we talked about Oklahoma state earlier and now Baylor, they're doing the same thing. And then you look and it's like, well, okay. Baylor's 32 per game. Isn't that's not bad. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not actually that far behind Ole Miss. Um, okay. You look at the offensive statistics. Uh, they're not that far behind uh, Ole Miss's stats either. Yeah. Um, they're far better defensively. Uh, they play in a conference that values offense above all. So I, I think, you, you know, you got to weigh that when you're looking at the, at the defensive statistics. Um, the last two games included wins against top 10 opponents. Um, yeah, I think Baylor's the pick here. Um, and that's, that's where, that's what I came up with. As I, as I, as I dug into this game, I'm like, no, no, this is not, this is not old. This is not an easy pick for Ole Miss. Um, and in fact, I'm going to pick it the other way. Yeah. Well, and here's the interesting thing. Like when you break down the statistics, the way that you just did, and you look at these two teams and you take the labels off of them, right? Like the way they like to do this at the NCAA tournament with the bubble teams, like who has the better resume. When you're looking at these two teams and you look at the two deep, you look at all the statistical numbers, which team looks like it belongs in the big 12. Uh It's it's Ole Miss. Uh Baylor looks like the SEC team here. And so, Um, yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I am totally on board with this. That leaves us with two more games. Uh, these are the, if the, the other four games are the big boy bowl games, these are the big, big, bigger boy bowl games. I don't know what that would mean. Um, uh, the final four, uh, they're, they're both New Year's Six Bowl games, but they're, neither of them are New Year's Day. They're on New Year's Eve. Um, we will probably be in the car for much of this one going to Columbus, assuming everybody takes their COVID tests the right way. <laughs> uh, the Cotton Bowl, 3.30 p.m. on Friday in Jerry World, number four Cincinnati uh, versus number one Alabama. Bama is favored by 13 and a half points. The AJ Fund Index is um, a uh, 57 and a half. Uh, Carla, what do you think? I really, really, really want to pull for Cincinnati here. Absolutely. Like really, 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 really. <sighs> but <laughs> and, and here's the one good thing for Cincinnati in this game if you look at it again compare compare resumes of of of, of statistics yes. right you, if you compare resumes of statistics these two teams look very very similar mm-hmm. on paper the one place where Cincinnati actually could have an advantage here is in its ground game because Jerome Jerome Ford is having himself a season yes but 
Bama's defense is fourth in the country against the run. And we saw what they did to the Georgia de- Georgia offense. Mm-hmm. Now the Georgia offense is not spectacular, right? We, we we've known right, right. that right. they're not spectacular, but Bama pretty much shut them down. They couldn't do anything. Yes. And then you've got a Heisman winner running the plays for Bama. Mm-hmm. And you've got to believe that Nick Saban is, is licking his chops with the opportunity against the Cincinnati secondary. I hope Cincinnati can keep this close. I, I, I really, I really do. I don't want this game to be a blowout. I want, I want a group of five team to play well on this level so that it's not immediately like, well, we let Cincinnati in and look what happened. Right. They got blown out. Right. That's the last, like as somebody who loves group of five football, mm-hmm. that's the worst possible scenario here is that Cincinnati gets blown out. I want Cincinnati to make this a game, but Bama's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, excuse me. I learned, a, I learned a lesson watching the SEC title game. I'm slow sometimes, and, and most of you guys have figured this out uh, years ago. Uh, Carla, you, you figured this out, although usually it's in the context of uh, when we're in, in, before the season or early in the season talking about who we think is you know, going to take care of business at the end of the season. Um, you don't pick against Alabama because you don't have a reason to until, yeah. until you do. And, and you know, I, I, I was, I was pumped for the SEC title game. There's no way Alabama's going to win this. Um, Georgia is head and shoulders above, uh, above everybody else in the SEC. And then you, you see what happens and, and you just, you, you, you the, the, the big thing I think is the time of year. Um, this is, this is when Nick Saban dials it in. It just, it just is. It just is. There are precious few instances of, of a Nick Saban team uh, losing, you know, these, these postseason games. Fortunately, Ohio State was, was one of the rare exceptions uh, in 2014. Um, but, but, you know, for, for this game, you know, this is, this is when Nick Saban does what he does. It's, you, you know, it's, it is, it is full death star mode. And uh, I, I, I would love to see Cincinnati kind of keep this tight for a while. Um, I, I would tell, um, you know, and I, and I, I have, have Cincinnati Bearcat fans in my family and stuff. And I, yeah. I would, I, they, they should, they've had an awesome two season stretch. Um, yes, they have. They have done something that no other group of five team has ever done, um, and and maybe the only group of five team to do it when we still have a, a, a four team playoff. Um, but man, I I, I kind of you guys are going to have to be happy with that because this is this is when Alabama does what Alabama does, and and Alabama is going to do what Alabama does uh, in in this game. <laughs> Nick Saban, uh, the equi- Nick Saban is the football equivalent to Tom Izzo of college basketball. Totally true. And but more consistent, if that's if that's yes. possible. Um, the second game, this is the one I'll get to see, which I'm I'm like oh, super. Uh, the Orange Bowl, <laughs> seven thirty p.m. on Friday, uh, New Year's Eve. It is, of course, in Miami. Um, the old Orange Bowl does not exist, so this is in the Hard Rock. What it's, it's, it's Hard Rock Casino, Casino Stadium now. I don't know what it's called now. Um, uh, the uh, Big Ten representative—they're uh, the number three team in the country versus number two Georgia. Georgia's favored by seven and a half points. The AJ Fun Index. It, it, this is not the lowest of the of the of the, the New Year's Six games, but it is uh, close. To uh, close it's only up uh, half a point higher at 45 and a half points um oh, what do you think well first of all it was number three georgia and number two team up yeah, north. I, um, I, yeah okay i'm yeah. forgive me i am it, i am not really into the specifics of this game it it doesn't it doesn't matter in the grand it scheme of things it doesn't matter um okay so 
Michigan is very balanced Ooh. on offense. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, sorry. I know I said it. I said a very bad word. I'm, I'm you can you, no. You're 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 good. You're fine. Um. So yes, Michigan is very balanced on offense, mm-hmm. and that's the way that Michigan's offense has run all year, right? Cade Cade McNamara needs Hassan Hackens to to get going on the ground. Um, if Haskins doesn't get going, we know we've, we've talked a lot about, about McNamara (laughs) and how we don't want to leave a game on his shoulders. Correct. Here's the challenge in that. We thought Alabama was good against the run. George is even better. Now here's the difference, right? And so immediately you're like, well, then why didn't Georgia beat Alabama? Because Alabama has a Heisman Trophy quarterback <laughs> yeah, to be able to exploit this the is, Georgia secondary, right? They have, they and have that's another, what they did. Alabama has another option. Yes. Michigan, not so much. Michigan has to have both pieces of its offense to be able to function, to be able to score points. And in this case, against that Georgia defense, Haskins is probably going to have himself a very long day. And every run is going to be a slog. Here's the one question I have about Georgia, though. And it's the same question we've had since the beginning of the season. Is Stetson Bennett the guy? (laughs) Right? That's, That's been the question all season long. Can Stetson Bennett get it done enough knowing that the Georgia defense is going to minimize the impact of the Michigan offense. Mm-hmm. Can Stetson Bennett run that offense enough to score more points than Michigan? Because that's all this, that's what this game is going to take is Stetson Bennett being able to score just more than Michigan. I feel like the AJ fund index for this game should be about 15, 15. I was just going to say 13. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a nine, six game. Um, I, 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 it's going to be a defensive struggle. I really, I really think that um, because Georgia's never had an explosive offense and they're not going to against the Michigan defense and the Georgia defense is damn good. And we've seen that. Um, and Michigan can't over, you know, isn't going to be able to exploit the secondary because that's just not the way they play football. And everything that I've read has said, no, I mean, Michigan's not going to change their offensive scheme just for this game to try to beat Georgia because you know, the, the Alabama blueprint, as it was quoted, um, is not something that that fits into the Michigan offense. It doesn't. No. Georgia wins. Okay. As much as I want the, to see the Big Ten represented, and I really don't want to see another SEC title game matchup rematch. Like, we played this game once already. I mm-hmm. don't want to watch it again. I don't know how Michigan can win this game without having – um, a, a run game to be able to, to open up, to open up a defense. And they're just not going to get it against Georgia. You can't run the ball against Georgia. You can't. But Georgia wins. Um, the one question I would have about Georgia's offense versus uh, the other team's defense is um, can Stetson, Bennett handle the pass rush. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And that's and I don't I don't know how much attention Kirby actually pays to his offenses. Um, you know, so if if Georgia's offensive staff is smart about that, um, Stetson Bennett can move a little bit, roll him out, uh, get him get him out of the pocket, get him out of the crosshairs uh, of the other team's uh, defensive ends. Um, because you won't need much. You won't need a whole lot of offense to win this game. Yeah. Um, Georgia's defense versus the other team's offense. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's it's possible that the Big Ten representative could be held to a couple field goals. I mean, it 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 could yeah. be that it could be that bad. Um, and in that case, you know, Stetson Bennett doesn't have to be. Uh, a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he's just got to get a couple touchdowns on the board. Um, and and seriously, I, I, I that's a, a seventeen points. It's twenty one certainly. 
that's going to be enough uh, to win the Orange Bowl over over that other team. And I think that is what is going to happen. Uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Uh, be sure to come back. It probably won't be next week, but well, maybe it will be. Yeah, it will no, be it will week. be. It will be next week. It will be next week. Um, when when Carla and I uh, rehash, we we determine a Bolapalooza winner. Yes. Uh, we rehash these games, and we talk about the final college football game of the season. Um, whatever happens with that, uh, Carla, I have one more question for you. Okay. As long as, as, long as we're talking about dreadful football. <laughs> uh in the mustard bowl like right over right over here past uh, by my house on monday night um if it were a college bowl game we could we could call it like the futility bowl i'm uh, or something uh, something along those lines your steelers my browns who you got well duh <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually just really excited that the Steelers are playing at really odd times right yeah. now, um, okay. because I actually get to see the games. Because yeah, welcome cool. to okay. welcome yeah. to being in a, you know, living in Nashville and and having to compete against the Titans all the time. Sure. Um, you know, so most of, most of the Steelers games get blacked out. So, um, so yeah, I get to see the Titans on Monday or I get to see the Steelers on Monday night, which is exciting. Um, <sighs> that game's gonna be awful. I mean, it's it's I, really I, gonna be awful exercise and futility um yeah uh, i mean the steelers the steelers are winning the games that they shouldn't win and losing the games that they should win they, they, they're, they're taking the stanford postulate and moving it across the country to to heinz field um right because yes you know the, the steelers should not have 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 beaten most of the teams that they've beaten this year and they lost to the jets and tied the lions right like right Right. Um, both these teams are playing for their playoff lives at this point. That's that's probably the most remarkable thing uh, that that two teams that are so bad um, are, still have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, because the entire AFC is bad. The entire year. AFC is a mess. It is. <laughs> it is an ungodly mess. Yes. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Of course, I'm pulling for the Steelers, but sure. uh, the the game's gonna be. That might be your 17-13 game. It really might be. <laughs> it really could be. Um, I'm just I'm I'm actually sad about this. I, I really want Baker to be the guy in Cleveland. I really, I like him. Um I I you know I there I don't think there's any question that his heart is in the right place. Uh I, I think he could still stand to be a little more mature than he is. Uh, although that is that is so much better than than it used to be, um, you know. But and if he's not the guy, you know, then the Browns are just back in that cycle that just never seems to end. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, that will be a that if if that's how it works out, it'll be especially hard this time because it you know to, you know, to beat the Steelers in a playoff game last year um, to, to be so close to mm -hmm. being really good. Um, and then, you know, finding out that it's just, that it was a mirage. Um, yeah, that's, but that's, I'll, I'll pick the Browns, but I, I did. That's my mixed feelings about this. Like, you know, Hey, let's, let's say the Steelers pull this off and it's miraculous and they get the seven spot in the AFC by mm -hmm. some miracle, like mm -hmm. the, the stars align and there's, you know, somebody standing on their left foot and on Forbes Avenue, whatever. Um, <laughs> they're gonna get blown out in the first round of the playoffs like it's yeah. not gonna be fun like it's i like, know yeah yeah like i want to root for them to make the playoffs but at the same time it's just like but that weekend would be disgusting like <laughs> <laughs> would i wish that on myself no like would i wish that anyway no so why am i rooting for him to win because you do <laughs> because yeah uh, yeah that's the thing that's the thing um i i don't i i i would be I wouldn't know. Actually, I would not be stunned. It would be sort of on brand for the Browns to go into Pittsburgh now and beat the Steelers, um, you know, and then lose by 50 to the Bengals in the last game of the season. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, that's that is that is some ugly football to look forward to, I guess, <laughs> on Monday. Um, fortunately, we still have uh, if, if uh, Coven could could stay the hell away, we still have a whole bunch of college football to watch between now and then. Um, and then we will be back next week to talk about the final game of the season. Carla. It's, it's fun to do this. Just I, I've had a blast this season talking with all the different people, um, but it, it feels right to be doing this with just with you again. Yeah, yeah that's what, this is our first like normal show of the entire year. We um, both have beverages and like it's just the two of us and I don't have to like race down to feed a baby because my husband's taking care of that tonight. And it's... So does David pump one? How often does he have to do that? <laughs> I wish David could pump. <laughs> That's too much information. And yes, I'm having a beer, but yes, I follow all safety procedures and all that I kind know. of stuff. Like it's beer's so. supposed to be good for that, right? Actually, it is. Yes. yes. And I just have to wait for two In hours after moderation. I finish. Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure. allowed one beer a day, wait for two hours before I pump, and everything is fine. So okay. I finish this up now and I, I'm not scheduled to pump for another two and a half hours. So I am excellent. I'm I'm, I'm I'm sure David is aware of those rules as well. Um <laughs> while he's while he's while he is in charge. Uh guys, enjoy. Uh, all the games this week, uh, assuming that they get played. Enjoy your New Year's Six games. Enjoy your semifinals. Um, God, even try to avoid enjoy the Browns and the Steelers on Monday night. We don't. We don't. We actually, we don't have a lot of football left, so you know, might as well watch. Drink more than one beer for me, please, because that game's going to require it. You're going to need. Um, Carla, cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year yes. to you. Happy, Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year to all the Yins guys, and we will be back here next week to talk about that last game. See you then.